When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello? Hey, Tamika. Oh, okay. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's Sunday. I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's do this. Yes, let's do this. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we're going to be doing our top 10 Robin Williams movies. You heard a little bit about what I had to say, but I want you guys to be able to hear what Tamika has to say about her top 10 list. We're also going to go on ahead and talk about Lovecraft Country, which is also in the new Jordan Peele TV series that's actually on HBO. We're going to be talking about that on the for the trailers. We also have a couple of reviews that we want to do. Tamika's going to do her Apple TV review, and then we're also going to be doing the 2015 movie The Gift, starring Jason Bateman, not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> I'm not lying. What did I you say? You lied to me. We need to talk about that too. How movie titles have like they have similar titles, <laughs> right? So it's kind of <laughs> like when you go to your friend, like, "Hey, have you seen the gift?" And you're like, "Which one?" And you have to say the 2000 Keanu Reeves version, not the whatever yours is. What's yours? 2015. <laughs> Yeah, 2015, but total different plot. Yeah, so it's like you got to say movies, you got to characterize movies in that sense. Like, you got to say the actor and the year. Right. So, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> you like, anyways. <laughs> we're not going to talk about me. We're going to talk I'm about you for a minute. Into um, that. I'm just <laughs> hopping mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't get mad, get glad. Oh, whatever. I do have glad. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're glad. Yeah. It's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Any he just got it. <laughs> yes, I did. Anywho, okay. um let's see here. You said that you watched something that was on Apple TV? Yes, I um I have Apple TV. I'm trying to try it out for a month before they charge me but it's only like five bucks but still <laughs> I don't want that's five bucks extra that can go in your pocket yeah I like I don't want but my thing with Apple TV is like the the TV shows and the original films that they have they mm-hmm. look pretty good but it kind of reminds me of when Hulu was starting out you know how they just had like their original TV shows and it was kind of slow and you were like, right? It was like, a, yeah. It's kind of like, okay, what else do you have? So it's like Apple TV is still establishing itself. And um, right, it's like a yeah. Go ahead. Right, it's like a slow building process for them yeah. to get their stuff up. Yeah. So I'm because it's something new. And fresh. Just been catching some of their series and most of the movies that they have, you have to rent them. Um, I mean, they're pretty decent price, like three to five bucks, but I don't want to rent a movie (laughs) (laughs) that I can see on Netflix. (laughs) Anyway, to my review. So anyway, I 
checked out this TV show called Defending Jacob. And I found out it's based off a novel by William Landy. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. But it stars Chris Evans. And he is a defense attorney, a district assistant district attorney, whose son is accused of murdering one of his classmates in high school. Oh, wow. Um, and and he's a, the son is accused of it. <clears throat> because um, it's like social media influence. You know, like there was this page, uh, spoiler alert, there was this page <laughs> on um, a <laughs> social media platform and they were like, oh, Jacob, you know, you killed this person. You know, and then that started to spread like hot wildfire. Um, and then the police got word of it and they wanted to question him and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, it, the assistant district attorney had to step down from the case cause he was originally on the case cause they found a body. Um, <clears throat> they were asking questions and he just noticed all the kids that he was questioning would be like, are you Jacob's barber's dad? And he's like, yes. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so it, I think. I only saw like four or five episodes. Maybe they're on hiatus because of the virus. Um, but yeah, it, each episode is really good and you discover more um, clues into, you know, did Jacob do this? Uh, did his ex-friend stab him in the back and try to put this crime off on him? Um, who actually did this? So it's like a who done it type of um, series, but you find out more about like Jacob's parents, and the more you find out, the more it screws his case. Like um, with Chris Evans, he his dad uh, we found out is in prison for murder. <laughs> so that doesn't oh, help Jacob's case. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but not yeah, so his family, um, Jacob's dad, you know, the, the granddad, they got a history of violence. So that really doesn't help his case. But yeah, in the middle of all of it, I think it's very timely because it's social media and it's teenagers and it's about being bullied and. And you know we have all these school shootings going on, so it's it's timely, I think. But it also shows how dangerous social media can be if it's in the um, hands of the wrong people. Right. So it's actually kind of political. It also has a little bit of uh, drama, just for about for every yeah. for everyone. You have your mystery. You have your political stuff. You have a little bit of everything for everyone to enjoy. How's the acting in this? Uh, in it's this great. Show? Um, <clears throat> Chris Evans, of course. I have to get out of my head. You know, okay, that's not <laughs> Captain America. You know, but right. the way he looked, you know, the beard and his hair, it made me think: Was he still shooting for Civil War? And he did this movie. I don't know the the timeline. because he looked. You know how he looked in Civil War is kind of the way he looked in this series. 
So I have to figure out when he shot this series or or is it recent that he just kind of grew the rugged look? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this show came out this oh, year. Okay. so well, never mind. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't filmed during mm-hmm. that time. Too. So that's also another mm-hmm. key factor. So it could have been filmed around the same time that Captain America was um, not Captain America, but Avengers Endgame oh, was yeah. actually coming to, yeah. all, to yeah. an end. Yeah. So it could have yeah. been around that time. Yeah. Anyway, he looked hot. And uh, I was like, <laughs> you somebody's dad? Don't <laughs> try my best to just focus on the important task at hand and <laughs> not go, oh, he looks right. so hot. But not- I don't want to cheat on Keanu, but if this doesn't work out with Keanu, I can kind of have a thing with Chris Evans. <laughs> you can go with American's yeah. ass. My America's ass. That's what it'll be. <laughs> 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 no, it's America's ass first. <laughs> but uh, you know, M Night Sham Night has a show on um Amazon as well. Oh wait, how do you say his name? Because I never know how to pronounce his name, so I just be like M Night Shamana Shamala. <laughs> Shyamalan, M Night nice. Okay, Shyamalan. I used to call him. Sh- I used to call him. Ha- uh, oh, Sham wow, Hammer. that's even more awesome. <laughs> no, oh, it's I not mean... because that's back when he was really. Well, that's really bad when he was like really bad after some Ooh, of the movies that yeah. he made. So I used to call him oh, Sham yeah. Hammer. Oh, oh. So you say he has a series? Yeah, he has a series on it on uh, oh, Amazon. What's the name of it. Uh, let's see. I let me look it up for a minute because I remember reporting this a while back. It's just that there we go. It's actually called The hmm. Servant. Okay. And it's about after losing their baby, Sean and Daughtry Turner invests a re- in a reborn doll to help with their mourning. When Dorothy hires a religious nanny to Ooh. look after the doll, things Ooh. turn bizarre. That sounds like a so, cross between Annabelle and the nun. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought I'd point that out there in case after you get mm. done watching this TV series, maybe you might want to watch that. I don't know. See, I don't like ghost women or <laughs> creepy dolls that come to life, but it sounds intriguing. I mean, I avoided. Um, the Sixth Sense, when it first came out, and my friend, she dragged me to it. And I was like, oh, boy. And I had nightmares. I was like, oh, my God. So, somebody's in the closet. Oh. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> but then, as I got older, <laughs> many, 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 many years after that, um, it didn't bother me as much. Okay. But that's a very rare case, because I don't like supernatural horror. I just like um, I gotcha. like slasher horror for some reason. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but when it's like something I can't fight, <laughs> like a ghost, I'm like, oh, I have no chance. <laughs> yeah. It's like game over. Let me just go on I mean, ahead and die. Unless, um, you did a review on The Invisible Man, right? With Elizabeth Moss. Well, unless right. you could throw paint on the ghost. 
so you can see it, right? <laughs> or some salt <laughs> right. or something. I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah. she threw paint and on them. You can throw paint on the ghost, they can see them, and then you can stab. stab. You can't stab a ghost. No. Man, no, you can't I don't stab even know ghost. how you would win in that scenario. <laughs> You're pretty much screwed, unless you have an extra. I mean, Unless you do but like wonder... Supernatural, the TV show, maybe you can like put some salt around you and then conjure up a spell. <laughs> but I wonder if you've sent in an exorcist and you paid the exorcist and if they don't get the ghost out of the house, you, you get, get your money, money back. back. But then what if they kill the <laughs> uh, exorcist and then you're like, well, how am I going to get my money back? <laughs> oh. I don't know. <laughs> Stuff to think about. But, uh, Another... <laughs> okay. We'll, thank we'll you. talk about that. I just, All right. just stuff me in my mind. I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing, too, is you're the one who introduced me to this Jordan Peele trailer for Lovecraft. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And <laughs> yeah, you introduced me to this whole entire thing because. You know, I've been busy working and stuff like that. So when you told me about it, I'm like, okay, you have me sold at Jordan Peele. And he's going to be in a TV series rather than directing or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this uh, thing a chance whenever it drops. And that was before I saw the trailer. And then when I saw there was like a 1950s or 60s kind of feel to it mixed in with the racism, mixed in with all the political stuff that was going around during that time. And then you're also fighting monsters. So it's kind of like, okay, you guys have to suck up whatever race, racism that you actually have and take down these group of monsters yes. that's attacking you. and I read the book. I mean, I wrote an article on it. It's on our, of John's, our, I don't know how to say it. I want to say our, okay. Well, it's, 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 it's on our webpage, it's our. movie lovers slash TV lovers unite. Bing. Work <laughs> Shameless promotion. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I read the book. Um, I think last year, uh, it was it was really interesting. I heard a lot about it, and um, there was a book club I was supposed to go to, but bad weather made that they kind of canceled that event. But uh, I found out about that mm-hmm. book through that book club. Um, but yeah, I I like it. A lot, you know, and um, I do like some of Lovecraft's works. Um, Cthulhu in particular, I like. That's my favorite monster. Um, so, yeah, just mm-hmm. the idea of combining those two events, like, it's just kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. I agree with you, and I like the fact that they actually combine those two to the point where they actually have to be people have to be united to try and take this whole entire thing down and ignore their differences. And I wonder by the end of the series, by the end of the first season, if you're still going to have the. Of course, you're probably going to have some characters that are going to still be racist, but I wonder too if you're actually going to have some characters that are still are going to be the ones that, you know. Unite, you know, where they have where black people and white people can actually come together as one and have family picnics, just you know, just different things where people where they get along. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, some, you know, some series deviate from the book, but um, it has been a while since I read the book. If it was last year, but um, yeah, that would be nice. It would be a nice ending, but you know, we'll see. It's supposed to air sometime right. in August. <laughs> Okay, I'm definitely gonna have to check that. Out. Is it just gonna be on HBO Max, or can we watch this thing on HBO? Because I know that it's part of the mm. HBO Max thing. Uh, I hope they have it on HBO too. Me too, because I know I have HBO and HBO uh, mm. HBO Go and Cinemax. So I wonder if they can do the same. If, since we have HBO Go and I have Cinemax, I wonder if I can actually get. It. HBO Max for free, just like I did mm. with HBO Go. Probably. Yeah. Or you can always do, that. you know, the 14-day trial or the 7-day trial. <laughs> right. But the only but problem with that can, is yeah, but we can't binge like, watch it. The 7 days up, and then you can, like, go back and do it. And then you can go back. <laughs> but by that time, like, you know, I might as well just buy this. <laughs> I can't keep doing it. <laughs> right, exactly. Trials. And then I make yeah. up another email address and another like email a address. Really great friend <laughs> that can let you hop on to um, HBO Max or whatever. Right. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely gonna probably try and get HBO Max because of the fact that we are getting a Green oh, yeah. Lantern TV show. And we are actually going to be getting a, um, what's, what's that one I'm thinking about, with uh, Constantine mm. and all the rest of the crew. from, You know what I'm talking about, from uh, DC with Swamp oh. Thing, because in it, it's ju- oh. Justice League Dark. Mm, we're going to be getting a Justice, yeah, we're actually going to be getting a, yeah, we're getting a Justice League Dark uh, series from HBO Max. Mm. That sounds pretty neat. So I'm excited about that. So I think once I actually see what they're going for with the Green Lantern stuff and then go from there, if I'm sold on the Green Lantern thing, I'm probably going to wind up just signing up for it. Hmm. So they're doing like a Green Lantern series, right? Are they going to... Yep, yep. a Green Lantern. Do you know any development into redoing the Green Lantern movie? I don't know if they're even going to... I don't know if they're doing that yet or anything like that. There hasn't really been any rumblings, any talks over at DC. I know right now they're working oh, on yeah. Black Adam. They're trying to develop it. It got pushed back because of this whole entire coronavirus. Yeah. And then same thing with Shazam. That got pushed back as well. So I'm hoping that they're going to try and do another Green Lantern. Because they, I feel like they actually do need to go on ahead and redeem themselves after that. Mm-hmm. Hor- horrendous mm-hmm. uh, movie that we got where we saw a Green Lantern mm-hmm. fighting a giant mushroom cloud. So Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> he redeemed himself, but, but you know, the movie didn't. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, one of our fans, you know, we actually asked our fans to send in questions and stuff like that. Okay. And I do want to answer one of them at least. Which was Michael Rames' question. Why does Disney uh, keep making uh, remakes of the old classic animated cartoons? Movies? Animated movies? And here's the simple reason. 
Number one, people are going to go see a Disney movie no matter what, no matter if it's animated, no matter if it's live action. People are still going to go see it, but it's also their childhood. We all grew up with these films as an animated movie kind of style. And as soon as we actually hear that there's going to be a live action adaptation, either we get really excited about it or we go down to the dumps because they're like, okay, I don't know how this is going to transform well over from the animated pages with pen and pencil and colors during that time, that time and transfer it over into a live action adaptation like they did with Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and stuff like that. And, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I really would like to see a Hercules live action adaptation because I am a, I'm huge into the Greek mythology. And I've been wanting to see that for a long time. And to actually get that, it makes me that much excited for it. And, you know, I'm okay with them going on ahead and making live action adaptations and stuff like that. Because I still have my animated... TV, uh, movie that I can watch anytime I want just because they make a live action movie does not mean that your video will disappear into oblivion like Back to the Future where Mark, uh, Marty McFly goes back in time before his par- uh, before he gets erased. Your video uh, your video will still be there. You can still watch it anytime you want. But simple fact is these movies make bank. These movies make a lot of money. And even though I didn't really care for The Lion King live action movie and everything it still made money people some people liked it some people didn't it's always going to be split down the middle on people who liked it or who didn't like it and oh no go ahead what were you gonna say and i just feel like you know with these live action movies and everything i'm okay with it because i do want to see some of the live action adaptations i do want to see the lady against the tramp was not the greatest live action adaptation that i've seen so that's two on the board for me with Lion King and also for Lady and the Tramp. Mm, yeah, but what's your thoughts on it? It's basically generational. Like if you like, I grew up with the Lion King and I saw 1994 Lion King. <laughs> Shows you right. my age. I and, did too. Um, and I, you know, I loved it a lot, and I had apprehensions when I saw uh, that the new Lion King was coming out and I didn't want to see it but then my mom was like let's see it because I took you to see it in 94 so take me to see it 2019 or whatever <laughs> um, but yeah I I thought it was pretty good you know um, I missed um, the characters like Whoopi Goldberg in it and oh, I forgot who played Scar me too Jeremy. Yes, yes. Jeremy I missed him. Um, but other than Me that, too. I think it was pretty good for what it was. And it's it's just that those particular movies, they they kind of regenerate them for that for the particular audience. Like that liking was for whatever, like millennials, Zoomers, whatever you want to call the the generations that we're in now (laughs) and for kids, you know, and plus Disney's like, hey, we don't have any new ideas. Let's just remake the old stuff. Okay. And it just makes money. (laughs) So that that could be another reason, like a shortage of creative ideas. That's another thing, too. And then also, too, like you said, it's a generational thing. So 
what you may grow let's say for instance you had a kid and that kid wanted to go see the lion king it's like you revisiting your old uh your, yeah but first they would see the 1994 again. lion king because i'm a great parent and then i would right. maybe let exactly see the new lion king and we would discuss it with my three-year-old what do you think <laughs> But, you know, that's just my our take on it and everything. So if you have a different take on it, let us know. Because we're curious about what you have to say as well. It's just not just our opinion. It's your opinion as well. So yeah. if you have a different viewpoint on it, let us know. Feel free feel free to give us a email, drop a line or whatever at the Movie Lovers Unite Gmail. Or go ahead and send us in a voicemail message and everything. We'll go ahead and hear it on on yeah, the it's, it's a for the nice next episode. We filter so, out the voicemail. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we're, if it's a bad one, we'll just go on and delete it. Delete it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess at some point, because my other fan mentioned they wanted us to talk about like TV shows that center around CSI or FBI related topics. So it, I guess at some right. point soon we'll do a show about that too. Yeah, most definitely. I do want to talk about that, but I don't want to yeah, overcrowd totally. this episode. So we're going to have to make a whole... So we're most definitely going to have to talk about it probably on the next episode because I definitely do want to talk about some of the TV shows that I've watched over the years. That's not necessarily NCIS or CSI or anything like that, but other shows that I've watched that I yes, think you guys might actually enjoy. Yes, and also in between the shows, so, we, we write articles, and I wrote an article on season seven of Blacklist. So in the meantime, um, hopefully that will hold everyone until <laughs> we make a proper show. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, yeah, most definitely. I hope that th- that article does hold them and everything because that article is really good. She did a fantastic oh, job you. at writing thank that you. article. Thank <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see here. I wanted okay. to talk about the movie The Gift. Oh. And then after that, yeah, My Gift. And Basically, when I'm and then after that, we're going ahead okay. and talk about our Robin Williams top ten list. And I know that we've been wanting to do that do that one for a while, but the gift is about a married couple, and Jason Bateman plays this guy named Simon, and Rebecca Hall, who plays Robin, unexpectedly encounter Gordo, who's played by Joel Edgerton. An acquaintance from Simon's past. Little do they know their perfect lives will be thrown into a terrifying tailspin at first. Simon doesn't recognize Gordo, but after a troubling series of uninvited encounters and mysterious gifts, a horrifying secret emerges as Robin learns what really happened between Simon and Gordo. She begins to question how well mm-hmm. she knows her spouse. So, I really get this. Whenever this movie came out, it was about 2015. It was a small independent project, and I really wanted to go out and see this film. And I didn't get around to go and see it because of the fact that the movie theater that was playing it was 45 minutes away, and it only play- and it only had Ooh. one time for it to actually be played on. And that was at not- yeah, it was at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, 
yeah, I'm going to have to wait until this thing has Blu-ray or whatever. And then it hit DVD and Blu-ray, and I just kind of, you know, I just didn't go about buying it or anything like that because I wasn't sure if it was even worth the $15 price tag. So I just went on ahead, ignored it for a while, and then I wound up watching it on Netflix. And I have to say, this movie is really good. At first, you know, Jason Bateman moves back into California because he has his job in this promotion that he has. And, you know, he runs into Gordo. Gordo is one of those characters that is very creepy and socially awkward when you first see him. And this is what I have to say about that, though. This, whenever you encounter him, you know how you actually have those weird conversations when you meet <laughs> someone after 30 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah not okay, seeing yeah. them in high school? <laughs> yeah. So Simon runs, Simon runs into Gordo while he's shopping. Him and his wife are buying stuff for their new house. And Gordo goes up to Simon. He's like, Simon? He goes, uh, he goes hey, no. it's me, Gordo. <laughs> you remember me? And, and he's just randomly just talks, talk, talking to him like he knew him for years. And, and Jason Bateman is just playing along with him like he knows him for a little bit. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, yeah, Gordo. And he goes, yeah, I remember you. What you been up to, buddy? And <laughs> the next thing you know, it, Gordo winds up telling him, a little bit about himself, but he wants to know more about uh, what Jason Bateman's been up to, what Simon's been up to, and then you know, his, uh, his while Simon's checking out, he actually does Ugh. blurt out where his address and everything. He does wind up telling the cashier what his address is. So I don't understand how they actually got that part where it's like I don't know how they found mm. my address. I'm mm. like, you blurted mm. it out. <laughs> is that? But, you know, so that suspense part was one of the things that I actually had a little bit of a problem with was because of the fact I can understand if he was talking low key and he found the address that way. But he was actually talking loud enough to where Gordo actually heard his address. But anyways, Robin winds up inviting him over for dinner. And that's when everything starts oh, coming boy. into play. <laughs> So, it's, it's it's a pattern with these movies, <laughs> don't you notice? Like the invitation, um, knock knock with Keanu Reeves. Right. It's like all these strangers, and you're inviting them in, or you're going to some party with somebody you know you haven't known that long, or you haven't seen in twenty some years. Right, and. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, there's actually a part on the movie a- after Simon leaves the next morning. He- he- there's actually a package, <laughs> a little gift, <laughs> mm. and it's wrapped up. And it's actually oh. a, uh, some wine that he uh, that Gordo left. Yeah, that Gordo left on the um, no, it just came in my mind. on the stoop the of their house. Seven. What's in the box? <laughs> What's what? in the box? Uh, exactly. Oh, the box. The box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then she doesn't even open up the bottle or anything like that. And Jason Bateman opens the and goes, oh, okay. He, she goes, this came from Gordo. He goes, how the hell mm. did he know where I lived? Where we live? Mm. He goes, I don't know. So anyways, uh, he comes over the same uh, day and day and everything because of the fact that she did, does invite him for dinner. 
And like I said, that's when stuff starts going awry because of the fact that um, Jason, Jason Bateman doesn't even want him in the house because he finds him really creepy. And everything is socially awkward. And, you know, he, uh, matter of fact, after he leaves, they actually, he winds up putting on the um, thing and goes, Gordo the Weirdo, which was a nickname that they had for Gordo. No. Oh, that no. him and his friends had a name for him <laughs> in high school. Oh, no. It was Gordo the Weirdo. And he puts it on the little scribble whiteboard that they have on their kitchen. And then the next day, Gordo comes back again. And his wife gives him the tour and all that stuff. And so she goes, all of a sudden, he sees his name on the Mm -hmm. board Gordo Mm -hmm. the Weirdo. And you know, Mm -hmm. this is not going to be, this is not going to be good. But he sees it because he's gonna, he's throwing away something for his for Simon's wife, and so, anyways, he invites Simon and them to their house to his house for dinner after he sees that, and all their friends is like, this does not make sense. He sees the name Gordo the Weirdo on your on your marker board, and he still invites you over to his house. That doesn't make sense to me. And they're like, oh, great. maybe they, he wants to chop you up <laughs> into pieces. <laughs> and Simon is like, I don't want to go to his house. I don't want, he goes, we're probably not going to go to his house. We're probably not. And then his wife says, we're going to his house. And there's a bunch of stuff that happens. I'm not going to go into details about whenever what happens in his house or whatever. But Let's just say Simon not, not Simon was a a total asshole to um to Gordo in his past life and everything mm. and it turns into a whole entire revenge story about getting even with his Yeah, boy. I see those films too. <laughs> like Ma that movie that movie <laughs> that was kind of so, like getting revenge on your high school bullies as well. Oh, so creepy. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Is that any... Yeah, it's good. Creepy, it... but it's just... Creepy in a good creepy. way? Or... Creepy. But the acting in this film is really well, good. Course. Jason Bateman <laughs> plays an asshole really well, if you haven't seen him in Ozark. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, he's playing this way too much. It's like watching Marty... <laughs> Uh, playing this, uh, the character Marty from Ozark, and he's being a total douchebag towards Gordo. But instead, this has got his na- character name is named Simon. But like I said, this movie is really good. The suspense level is really good. The ending, I have to say, maybe may let you down in a certain aspect or whatever, depending on what kind of ending you're actually looking for. But as far as the whole entire suspense level and the creepiness and Wondering if somebody's in your house and everything. It's really good. So I strongly yeah, recommend the, what, watching the gift. Yeah. 
Yeah, not the but 2000 you can that one too. Get, uh, gift with <laughs> Keanu Reeves. See, you need to tell them because it's confusing. I'm going to get now. this. After we get Because they changed the poster or whatever it is <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, you're not going to see the um, poster of Joe Edgerton holding the gift. You're actually going to see a red and white box. And this, that's going to be the name that's actually going to have the word, the gift on it. So that's how you're going to end up finding out the difference yes. between the Candle Reeves version and that one. So check that out. I strongly recommend it. So any questions about, about the film? Or Just look up the years. Because <laughs> then you'll be like. Oh, this must be what he's talking about. Anywho. Like, oh, Keanu Reeves skills. Oh, okay. And then I go, yes, right. very good. So it's kind of like right. my gift versus John's gift. <laughs> That's great. That's a great analogy to it. <laughs> but. Let's see, you said that you had your okay, top 10 list of yeah, uh, Robin Williams movies that you wanted to I talk about? I probably can. Probably get like 15 if I wanted to. Uh, yeah, I, I always seen his right. movies that's, like, every That's what year. I also said. Like, I've been so used to seeing him and him being like with us <laughs> that it's, it's kind of impossible. But I do my right. best. Well, that's like I said in my top 10 list and everything. It's just hard to nail down just 10 movies that he's done. Because his level of acting just goes all the way around between drama, suspense, comedies. He's very diverse. So I did some honorable mentions and then I did my top 10 list. Oh, okay. Sure. You can do whatever you want. Right. So I guess number (laughs) 10 would be what dreams may come. And that movie, it was good, but also that was it a good one. me out as a kid. Because um, it's about, he was a doctor, right? And he got in a car crash, yeah, a I doctor. believe, and his wife was grief-stricken, and she killed herself. Right? Well, hold on. There's actually, yeah. Okay. well, her, remember, the first they lose the two kids. And then there was this tunnel and this uh, pile up in this tunnel. And uh, this car comes speeding and everything. And he winds up and it winds up killing him as he was getting out of his car to check on this other person who was actually in the mm, tunnel. Yeah. And so you can't a car, be a nice a car accident. It gets you killed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. No, just help me out because it's it's been a while. Yeah, no, I don't have no problem. Just help me out. Okay, but yeah, um, I I know he went to heaven. All right, no problem. Um, but then he found out his wife wasn't there, and she went to hell. Did they did they say it was hell? Okay. Um, yeah, it's a lot of metaphors in there. Yeah, it was hell. In which, yeah. Well, no, not only that, but there's all he was also yeah. there with his kids. Yeah, his kids is there. Some too kind of him. way, I, I got confused I don't know. when Cuba Gooding Jr. was his the black man was the <laughs> incarnation of his white son, and I was like, how does that? Okay, we just gonna roll with it. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it's it's filled with tons <laughs> of metaphors. Like when she's in hell, I remember this one scene when she's in hell, and it's not the hell you would think of with like fire and pitchforks. She's like in this decrepit, torn down version of their home, and she's just sitting in a room, and everything around her is broken. And he he's trying to convince her to get get out of hell, right? Or something like that. It's kind of like it has a Dante's Inferno feel to it. Yeah. It really does. It really yeah. does have that kind of feel yeah. to it, mixed in with some horror yeah. elements, and too. And I remember... So, um, yeah. Most definitely. Um, a joke from Family Guy. Do you remember that? Where they did the What Dreams May Come gag? Where Peter goes into the movie store... <laughs> And he's he's looking for oh, something, yeah. and then he's like, and the guy's yeah. like, well, why don't you take what dreams may come to? He's like, no, thank you, I don't want that movie. And then the the owner says to the what dreams may come tape, he's like, don't worry, someday somebody will want you. And then the tape starts singing like, no matter how far, <laughs> you know, and then all the other rejects on. The- <laughs> They start singing too. Because <laughs> nobody, it was really split down the middle. It's like, I don't know if I can call it a cult classic or not. Ish. I'm going to call it cult classic ish. Because it's not really in that. Yeah, it's underrated. It's de- but a it's lot definitely of underrated. It. So it's definitely underrated. It was one of the lowest of Robert Williams movies, according to the critics. Well, another yeah, lowest one was the movie Toys. Number nine, Robin eight, Williams. One of those. Because <laughs> I remember. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, get this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you remember the reviews or anything like that, but for a Robin Williams movie oh, wow. and everything down here, that movie was only up for a week and they took it down. Yeah, it, huh. it didn't do so well at the box yeah, office. I, or I anything guess like that. I would make that my number nine. Because I remember it as a kid, <laughs> and I saw the preview, I saw the toys, and I was like, ooh, toys. <laughs> and then I saw the movie, and I remember being kind of confused as a child, <laughs> but then I saw some toys, and I was like, ooh, toys. And then I was like, oh, Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Oh, toys. For some reason, I liked that movie as a kid. Not sure why, but it was kind of <laughs> kooky to me. So I'm going to put that in number nine for nostalgia purposes. It definitely has <laughs> right. Most definitely because it did have that 80s yeah. kind of retro feel to it but also mixed yeah, in with some 90s totally. flavor as well. If you think about it. Especially the music video part that he used in the Toys uh, movie too. Between, with, oh uh, yeah I forgot and um, L.L. Uh, Cousy was in that too right? Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Yep. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Did it have a plot? And I don't know if you remember <laughs> okay. the plot or anything like that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually a little plot, but it, it was basically, I think his father passes away, leaves him the company, and then somehow or another, this army general comes in wanting to make army toys versus... Uh, the toys that kids will actually want to play with. It's kind of mm. like a yeah. backwards version of small soldiers. 
in a certain sense, if you think of it like that. But, you know, I I thought it was an okay movie. I mean, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just me, but I thought there was some comedic yeah, elements yeah. that I really um, liked in the movie. And for some reason, I, I liked it as a child because I just kept going to Blockbuster and ordering it. <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Toys. Okay, sure. <laughs> 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 I can see you you being the only person. Like, right I can just see it. We're just going to put this one over here sucks. for me. Oh. She's going to be calling any day. Some child in Atlanta, Georgia gets rented. <laughs> <laughs> I see this person at Blockbuster. Though. It was there. We go deep. again with the damn toy. Like the um, um, piano. Big was the my keyboard, favorite. Um, whatever. I'm trying to say. Yeah, they used to have that in Blockbuster, yep. and I used to just like jump the big on keyboard. it. Yeah, and I would. Oh damn! <laughs> I would ignore. I wish I, I had that on my Blockbuster. I would have been like, all over oh, that. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster is my pleasure. <laughs> I miss it. Oh, rest in peace, Blockbuster. Mm. I do too. What? Oh, well, road trip. There's actually still mm-hmm. one in Wyoming, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. The only, yeah. It's probably not the same. Like, I need <laughs> the VHS and the Blockbuster cassette no. where I think one of those I almost um, tore up. Because I was watching it too much. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but anyway, they can't get their money because <laughs> they're out of business. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. What are we on now? Right. Eight. But, uh, well, you're on your number. Yeah, you're not, you're on your um, number that's eight. I just remember, um, like funny costumes okay. uh they were acting like toys i think but then there was ll cool j which i knew about him so i think i was kind of watching it for ll cool j and robin williams and i just didn't really know what was going on and then i just saw <laughs> like a bunch of toy sets and props and i thought that was cool and then i just kept renting it I'm not sure why it was like you know to me this movie it was like what dreams may come <laughs> but it was like toys for me it's like Tamika's here yay <laughs> Tamika over here hey. toys I see you <laughs> mom let's order <laughs> <laughs> You just made a musical out of you running a <laughs> Go into Blockbuster. Where's Toys? Toys over That's there. That's great. Oh, that is really Tamika. great. Toys, Tamika. Oh, reunited again. <laughs> <laughs> Big. Not today. Toys, toys. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think you can recover from that one. <laughs> so, what's number eight? Oh, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do. So like, you guys are still listening. She's gonna do a number eight now, <laughs> <laughs> like I did toys. 
It's a great movie, by the way. Okay. Check it out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's really difficult. I'm just pretty much naming off the movies I like. Um, it's difficult to put them in like a category because it's like this is lowest to highest. But for me, it's like I just like them all. But anyway, um, right. I would say like Dead Poet Society. Like I really like that movie. I saw it uh, as a teenager. That was a good one. Um, and the name, I was kind of like. I think I heard about it a lot on TV, like Dead Poet Society, Dead Poet Society. And I was like, what's this about? And it just randomly came on TV. And I saw it, and I remember, oh, Captain, my captain, and they were standing up on their desk. And I was like, that's really cool. And I think he, didn't he throw the book? It was some literature book or yeah, he's like, well, you don't need to learn that. Yeah, he's a like, literature book. The coolest teacher ever. And I kept waiting for my teachers to do that, but they wouldn't, and I'd be disappointed every time. And mm-hmm. I wanted to stand up on my desk in school, but I would have gotten sent to the have... principal office. <laughs> <laughs> captain, my captain. Tamika. <laughs> there you go. Captain, my captain. Tamika, get off the desk. But it worked in the movie. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams told me. <laughs> I'm trying to be inspiring people. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, if you, if you ever see the show The Goldbergs? They, get this. Adam's mom, who's a substitute teacher on that show for that one episode. Oh, she nice. actually does the Dead Poet Society thing and gets on the desk. Yes. I love and it. does that whole Captain My Captain thing. But it uh-huh. reminds me of my high school teachers and stuff like that, though, too. People that I looked up to. Yeah. And how I gravitated towards that with Dead Poet Society. Because just because I didn't learn literature from one of my teachers or whatever does not mean that I didn't learn some type of life lesson from my teachers. So that's what I actually felt like with Robin Williams' character, though, too. Yeah, he's also life teaching is literature, poetic, but also teaching them you know. about life. It's not just um, textbooks and school. Like, you can look at poetry and relate it to a life event. Um, but it also had those sad um, tones to it as well, like the kid who... I can't think. Was his dad a lawyer? His dad was something... And the kid was like, no, I want to just be a writer or I'm into literature now. And the pressure of his dad wanting him to be, I don't know, let's say a lawyer, because that seems like the whole thing that parents want you to be, um, to be a lawyer, quote unquote, was too much for him. And then I think he, I know he killed himself. And I think they play Robin Williams' character. Yeah, they blame him because of the poems yeah. So there's a lot in they, there too. You can incorporate like banned books. How um, there's like a list of banned books that they ban from school because they think that they'll be too influential in a negative way for kids. So you can kind of incorporate that into Dead Poet Society as well. Right. 
Yes, yes. That and music, too. You can also incorporate that. Because even in the, uh, back during the, I want to say it might have been the Bush years, or maybe, I'm not sure if the Clinton years, but I know it was one of those years where they Mm. were actually, with the parental advisory stickers and stuff like that, they were actually talking about the violent, violent lyrics that was in rap music and stuff like that. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with Dead Poet Society as well, where they were addressing the whole entire thing where they would think that violence in books and is influential for people to want to kill themselves. Yeah, kind of like with video games. And something in a negative way. How do you say this? Causes violence in children. Right. Mm. Yes, it is. Because we're on a time limit. But that's a story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not on a time limit. I can actually... um, Anyway, rolling into number seven. <laughs> so, um, so I don't mind. Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a quote from the movie. Um, because I, of course, Family Guy probably did it, or um, American Dad, where he was like, Robin Williams' characters told Matt Dillon, "It's okay," and I forgot what he were talking about. He was like, "Shut up, man! You don't know me." He's like, "It's okay. You don't know me, man." It's okay. You don't know me. No. Oh, emotions, feelings. <laughs> bleh. You know, that's what I got from that scene. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like the he was a and I love that movie. Right, but um, everybody un- underestimated yep. him. Like, oh, look at that stupid janitor over there writing something. But he's writing mathematical equations. I believe, if I remember from the movie, or he was solving them. Okay, yeah. Fill yep. in the blanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually a, um, mm, that's what a psychiatrist that was in that Williams building character. that he was working yeah. at. And he was actually. Right, and okay, Matt you. Damon's character was a janitor, <laughs> like you said, so you got that part right. Um, you're welcome. And not only that, but Ben Affleck was, this is also the first movie between Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, and that's right, they too, wrote it. That actually got right. into the this Oscars. The first, oh, yeah. During that time. Right. And I remember, mm-hmm. I, I remember the stories, it's like, Goodwill Hunting, what the hell is that? I remember people not wanting to take a chance on it. I'm like, what the hell is that? What, what's Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> you know? If you actually look up the biography on how mm, this film was yeah, made, it's going to shock up. you it, shock you on that. And <clears throat> it's, it's really an interesting read. But, you know, I really like the fact that Ro- this is probably the most real that you actually get to see Robin Williams. And this is what I wanted to say in my review for Goodwill Hunting whenever I was doing my top 10. I just didn't get around to saying it. But I feel like this is the most real that we actually get from Robin Williams. Like, he's not playing another mm-hmm. character or whatever. He's yeah. basically playing himself as a serious person, as a psychiatrist. And he's on a real level with with Matt Damon's character, Will. <clears throat> and I like how real he is. He actually talks to him 
and make sense to Will and trying to get through to Will. And one of my favorite quotes, you were talking about your favorite quotes and everything, but mine is, you're not a perfect sport, but let me say, save you the suspense. This girl you've met, she's not Whoa. perfect either. But the question is whether or not mm-hmm. you're perfect for each other. That was deep. That was really deep. And that's actually one of my favorite lines from Goodwill Hunting. And I also like uh, Ben Affleck's character too. He goes, one day, because he knew uh, Will is made for more than what he's doing. And uh, my favorite thing he says to him, yeah. he, that he says, because you know he cares about Will. He, he wants what's good for Will. <clears throat> and this is what I like about Ben's character is, he said this, one day, Will, mm, I would like to actually wow. come to your house and you not be here. It's not that because he doesn't care doesn't care about Will or anything like that. He wants Will to go off yeah. and do his own thing because he's meant for so much more than what he's doing. And he wants what's best for his friend. And it's not to be an asshole to yes. Will at all. And it's him caring I for Will. I believe if I was right, it was said in Boston, right? And that's what I liked about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I actually went to one of oh. the restaurants, uh, the little restaurant that they oh. went to eat at Kelly's. I've I've oh, actually cool. been there. That's it? actually not even too far away from my grandmother's house at that time. It was it's about six blocks away. All famous pe- people actually oh. eat at Kelly's Pub. Like you have De Niro that eats there. You had you had boxers that would eat there. You have different people that ate there. And Kelly's at that time was like a little hole in the wall pub. Uh, bar and grill with pizza and it was just mm. a fantastic place I loved it I always ate their steak tips and their uh, mm. um, and their baked potatoes their chicken wings is killer and then uh, of course I also like uh, the pizza the pizza is really good if you're looking for a good uh, place to eat pizza in East Boston oh, I strongly recommend Kelly's as a matter of fact it's still open now it's just moved into a different location yeah, it's still open. It's just moved into a different location. Matter of fact, it's not even like three or five. It's what? not even five blocks away from my grandmother's house anymore. It's just like right across the street oh, from my grandmother's yeah. old. Yes, yeah, right, right across so the street good. from my grandmother's old house. So I'm like, it really was. It really is. So if you're in the Boston area, if you want to check out Kelly's, go on ahead check out Kelly's pub. As a matter of fact, they actually have a Kelly's hmm. uh, restaurant on the boardwalk in Revere Beach. As well, it's just that it's not a sit down or anything like that. Wow. But it, yeah, it's still I it's a great place they to deliver to Georgia. is it possible that these shipping that I hear about in Boston or LA? Like, can you like ship something to Georgia? Because you know, you can ship a pie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about how that was a bad right. idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what number I'm on. Oh, six. Okay. Um, so six Let's would see. be yep. Jumanji. Um, the OG Jumanji. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So right, matter of um, fact, that was on my list. Well, I'm trying to figure out what grade I was in. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade, because I remember we used to have these books called anthology of stories or something like that. 
um, of literature, and it'll just be like this giant book full of short um, literary stories. Um, and we read Jumanji, and we had like this theme. Uh, we played like the Jumanji game in class, so I'm I was familiar with it from reading about it, and I was excited. And then I think I've heard of the movie, but I never got to see the movie until maybe middle school from elementary school. Um, But yeah, everything in the movie, it was like the book came to life for me. You know, a few creative liberties here and there, but for the most part, everything was pretty spot on. Yeah, it's really good. See, I never read the book or anything like that. So I, I just saw it. Saw it. I'm going to have to check out the oh, book okay. in the future. Yeah, sure. but, yeah, so I, I really like... <laughs> you like hearing me talk. It's okay. Yeah. I really like... <laughs> I, I like... Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I said, this is... Like I said, everybody oh, knows my thoughts and everything on it. So, but I want them we... to get yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like Jumanji. <laughs> um, also, I think the movie... Transcend transcends time and space because of the internet. Because you always see that one meme with Robin Williams, like, "What year is it?" You know, so things like that kind of keeps it in the counterculture <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, the like just Robin Williams' character of like, I'm trying to think what what would be a good analogy for it. It's kind of like you missing out on your childhood and you're yeah 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 right, because his father wants him to, him to grow up, up so fast wasn't his dad a doctor mm-hmm. right no he wasn't a doctor shoe factory got it no I he, I was actually the from, owner of the shoe factory yeah, your dad's a doctor. Well, just about everything in the nineties, <laughs> either you're a doctor or if you're if you're English, you're a doctor because you sound professional. Mm. But he actually ran a sneaker company up in New Hampshire. Remember, because Alan actually oh, gets yeah, that's uh, right. one and, of the um, shoes stuck in the David machine. Alan Greer took the blame for it. Okay. Yeah, yep. and then he had that guilt yep. too, because he was like, "Man, I forgot his character, David Allen Greer's character name." But he was like, "Man, you know, um, I didn't speak up for myself at that time." And then he was him and his crush. This his crush came over to his house, right? Or did she? Yeah, yeah, and they played the game yeah. Jumanji. His crush came over and to his he house. He got sucked in the game because and remember, then she yeah. had to go into therapy for basically the rest of her life. (laughs) Yeah, because don't forget, she got chased down the street because of bats. Yeah, if I saw somebody get sucked in a game... I think I would need therapy too after that. Okay, well, (laughs) let me call my insurance company. Hello, I need therapy, please, and thank you. Um, Yeah. Or if I was getting... Or if I was getting chased by a group of bats. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> why they're cute they just make them into villains <laughs> like Darth Vader he's not a villain oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway moving on um, <laughs> but yeah I really like the movie uh, it's really innovative it was fun 
It was quirky. It had Robin Williams in it. Uh, I felt like I was playing along with the game too, you know, and it had all these rules and sets and boundaries, you know, like, you know, don't get greedy or you're going to get punished, you know, stay within the, the game. Do you, are you sure you want to make that rule? Yeah, it's like the game of risk. You sure you want to do that? Okay. There goes some, a lion coming out of the bathtub. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was, or you get stuck in the floorboard because of the quicksand. Much. And then you had to kind of keep playing. You have to keep playing the game. Like, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> you have to play it to the end. I'm like, oh, this is just. Oh. <laughs> and another thing too that I liked was it actually brought you into your childhood a little bit because at that time board games was around yeah. like you couldn't go into a Toys R Us or whatever without seeing board games all over the place or in Walmart so for them to actually have yeah because yeah, I remember playing of, Sorry board game was just fantastic kid, and I hated it and um, I played Monopoly I hated that too um, I didn't like board games in general because <laughs> I, 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 I mean they're cool now, right? Um, but for me, it was kind of like I, it took me a while to get the rules of the game, and the person didn't have the patience to teach me. But they were like, "Yeah, just play," and then they would beat the pants off me, and then I'm like, "Okay, you know what? This is unfair advantage. I quit." <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, no one wants to hear about my childhood. So, <laughs> All right, let's see. What did we learn? She liked toys, the movie. <laughs> She's horrible at board games. <laughs> <laughs> and she aggravated the people at Blockbusters oh, with that huge piano. Are we on six? <laughs> so. Okay, so, oh boy, more childhood stories. So, yep, you're on six Hook, right now. which came out in 1991, and I was, oh, really? Nice. Well, I saw. You see, that was an honorable mention for me. Disney Peter Pan version. Yep. Uh, which ties in the blockbuster. <laughs> it was one of those right. I kept renting. <laughs> and then I was like, ooh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. I don't know how many times I've seen it. I don't think that's the one I tore up. But anyway, um, so when I <laughs> so when Hook came out, I was like, "Oh, cool! It's like Peter Pan," <laughs> and I was like, "No, not really. This is boring. What is this? Come on!" And as a kid, I didn't really get into it until um, Peter's child met Captain Hook, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then you had the Lost Lost Boys, right? Lost Boys, yeah. Then you had the, sorry, it's like so many, like Lost Boys, the vampire movie, right. or Lost yep. Boys, no. We're talking about Lost Boys hook. So, and then Rufio was my favorite right. character. Um, I still Boys have hook. a crush on Dante Bosco, but whatever, he doesn't answer my calls. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I remember that he was like the coolest guy, and he had like this whole <laughs> Mohawk, like this red mohawk and this golden knife and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Then my favorite part is the kids. Um, they had to teach Peter 
um, how to use his imagination because they were all at this dinner table and he was like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're eating. It's like, it's nothing there. He's like, yep. but we're <laughs> eating. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. There. He goes, Gond- my favorite line in that part. <laughs> my favorite line He's in that part dead. is like, Gandhi ate more than this when he was starving himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was. <laughs> that was my favorite line in that movie. And then they were like, doing a food fight. And it was. <laughs> I, was, I, I just remember when <laughs> in their mind they saw the food that they had and as a kid I was like oh that looks so good I'm so jealous is that cake <gasps> <laughs> oh boy more childhood stories <laughs> but anyway I, I like Hook for that reason and when I see it as an adult I like the whole movie not just the part where they're going to um, I do too not yeah, Neverland. So as a kid, as an adult, I appreciate the Neverland. whole movie. As a kid, I thought the beginning was boring. I was like, "This isn't Peter. Who's this old dude? Where's Tiger Lily?" <laughs> well, get this. I, you know, it's funny. I was actually yeah. talking on my mom's shirt when I was seeing this at the movie. I was like, "Where's Peter at?" Yeah, that ain't him. And I'm What's wrong with that's you? That's him. I'm like, some old bloated Peter. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> who is this guy? Growing up, posters. But I actually, after yeah. he told me who he was, I'm like, okay, I <laughs> I started like I like the movie even more. But and my I like the chemistry between Dustin Hoffman and I said this on my yes. on my Hook part though too. I like Dustin Hoffman as Hook. And yeah, Robin Williams, the it chemistry is. between them is, is really good. As a good. kid, I don't know if did they try to sell it as a kid's movie? I think they were trying yeah, to sell it, it as a kid's it movie, fell but it flat seems like it's more of an adult kid movie because, than it is a kid's movie. You know, I'm, Especially, I'm thinking, okay, this is exactly like Peter Pan, the cartoon, and I'm looking for the doll. I'm looking for like the Tinkerbell version. Yeah, I'm looking for Tiger Lily. I'm like, Crocodile, that's not the Tiger Crocodile Lily. I remember. <laughs> like a clock tower. Right, because they stuffed it. Right, they stuffed him yeah. and then made a and whole know, entire a clock, kid, really, clock thing out of his stomach. I didn't really kid. I thought, oh, that silly man. But I was like, wow, Hook got some suicidal tendencies. It was like, please stop me. I'm going to put this pistol to my head. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot this Speaking time. Of- and as a kid, I was like, oh, he's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Help oh, me, Smee. Yeah. Help me. Mm-hmm. Smeed. And Bob Smeed. Hoskins. Smeed, if you do not Smeed come was over really here good. and get this damn gun, I'm going to shoot Smeed. my brains out all Smeed. over the place. Smeed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. Smee, please stop me. If you don't get off your off, don't try and stop and come me. Over here and don't stop try and stop me. me. I was like, Whoa. Stop me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it got deep. Yeah. That's like the darkest that we've seen, Hook. But you know what, though? With him, with him stuffing um, the mm, crocodile yeah. and everything, it made sense because of the fact that he was always scared of that damn crocodile. So it was like oh, him embracing yeah, um, his fear hook. and getting rid of the fear. Oh yeah, 
And yeah, um... with Hook. If you think about it, it's like him getting rid of his own fear. He embraced his fear, caught the crocodile, killed it, and stuck yeah, it. Yeah, and then and the, opened the up the crocodile still ate a him, clock, so it's uh, like he was prepare for his mortality. Like a broken clock. Boom. We went too deep. All right, rolling to know. <laughs> no. We always do this. I don't understand us. <laughs> but we... <laughs> Hey, it's okay to go deep though. <laughs> but oh yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was really good have though, Julia because Roberts that's also directed as, by Steven Spielberg. Tinkerbell, and then when she became big as a kid, I'm like, "What is this? I don't like this move. That's not yep. Tinkerbell." <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what's what number are we but, on? So, what's the next one climbing up your ladder? Okay. Oh, okay. Let's see, we did hook. Um, so I think you're at like number five. I think that would be Good Morning Vietnam, which I love. That movie it came out in 87. <laughs> um, I know yeah, that Robin Williams, what I know of, because it's been a, like a year or two since I've seen it, that his character is a Vietnam soldier um, but also disc jockey. Well, he's kind of like a soldier too, right? Actually, he's a disc jockey. Yeah. 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 He entertains the uh, soldiers. Just the entertainment yeah. portion. <laughs> and he also Right. I think I want to say, too, he also t- tries to yes, teach the be- uh, I remember that. Bethany, yeah. Bethany's yeah, how I to remember. speak English. I'm trying to remember what he as well. taught them. Like, hey, man. And he tried to teach them some jobs. Like, hey, man. Throw me some skin. And then he was like, skin? Yeah. I have skin on me. What are you talking <laughs> hey, about? Hey, man, skin? I'm cool, dude. <laughs> he was hey. like, oh, boy. <laughs> 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 no, brother. No. Oh. <laughs> you know, skin. Show me some skin. Yeah, he was trying to teach them how to talk like if they were in New York. <laughs> the Vietnamese <laughs> these poor like villagers are like, what are you talking about? Right. He was hit. Yeah. Right. Hey class, <laughs> go on ahead and show me some skin. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like that movie um, for Robin Williams' yeah. antics as the disc jockey. Um, and he would, I forgot what, he would play some songs. He would do something that would get on his um, commander's nerves. And he was like, okay, you just need to tone it down a little bit. And then he would wrap it up more. And you really see the comedic timing in Robin Williams' performance, but also you get like the seriousness too. Because when they blew up his, I think his friend, yeah, the bar that they all used to go to. Um, Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was and that came and back also the and Jeep. They told him, when, remember when you know, don't report the on this. And they like, um, redacted everything that we need to know and then he would just get on the air 
and he would try yeah. to play songs, but then he would be like, yeah, so this place got blew up today. A lot of soldiers died, blah, blah, blah. So you see that aspect, too, of like what your government don't want you to know <laughs> and the secrecy about the Vietnam War. Exactly. And I, oh, I cool. Yeah, sweet. exactly. And that's what I actually pointed that out too on the review. So that's actually really good. Yeah, I because of the fact that they did black out. Remember this report? They went on ahead, blacked out the top part, and then just left the bottom part for him to go on ahead and make it everything. Yeah, because like his job was lucky, just to play music and report like happy army. news. Like, oh, we're doing great on the countryside, and we're taking this and we've taken that, right. and it's like, no, we didn't take crap. But we have to <laughs> tell the soldiers that we're doing good. We're covering a lot of ground here. It looks like we're going to be done with this war in like three days, you know. But um, anyway, don't want to get into politics. But it it is kind of like a political right. movie, though, in a sense. No. Because it goes into the Viet Cong, and then it goes into uh, America and with a mix of Robin Williams. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Um, so right. I would say <laughs> Aladdin would be that was tough. It would be yeah, it was my number four. Um, yeah, that was a blockbuster moment too. <laughs> Aladdin, Tamika. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> I I really liked Aladdin as a kid. I like it now. <laughs> Um, I saw the live version. I was really against it because I was like, Will Smith has no business trying to ruin my childhood. I don't think, know who he think he is, but he ain't going to come up in here and ruin my childhood. But I saw it and um, it was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as what people thought it was going to be and I I enjoy the live Definitely. action of that. <laughs> Sometimes a little bit of Genesis feel like, to it too. I don't need, especially yeah, especially with the giant hands and Lions hopping on the face. giant hands. I'm not Robin like Williams, but um, Will Smith. Yeah, give me all the Robin Williams you can give me. Resting <laughs> but Will Smith. um. Yeah, I I like the cartoon. <laughs> I can't remember where I first. I probably first saw it at a friend's house, but I remember those tapes were like a gold mine for kids because the VHS tapes were coming like these flashy, big, weight cases, and I don't know. Like I really wanted it, but it was like what seventeen dollars. I. What was it back then? Was it about that? It's about seventeen bucks. I want to yeah, say it's about well, seventeen. Like, mm, that's kind of pricey. Like, about, but the other kids yeah, have it, so that means I should have it. I don't understand this bills concept you're talking about. I just want my Latin VHS tape, and thank you. And now when you right. try to find it, it's like almost thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because of the rarity of it. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I want to say you're old. Ooh. Like, I have a couple of Walt Disney movies, Dang. and one of my movies is worth about 5000 Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. 
And that's the fox and the hound, I think. Mm. But if you have like the old classic Little Mermaid <laughs> fox thing with the one where it looks like a giant penis on the uh, <laughs> castle, that's actually worth we more money. Know. We were just focused on Ariel. <laughs> 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 oh, right. Oh, That's what I was focused thing. on. I didn't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do is just eat mermaids but and anywho. run away from home <laughs> without talking crabs, which didn't come out right. But whatever. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, you can catch Aladdin on Disney Plus, so you don't have to pay 30 bucks. But if you really want it, like to hold in your hand, then just save your money and pay your thirty dollars or whatever it is. I don't know. Anyway, Mrs. Um, right. Doubtfire would be number three for me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's yep. a blockbuster moment either. But like I said, I've seen all his movies like throughout each phase of my life <laughs> and as a kid I saw Mrs. Doubtfire and I was like this is pretty cool alright ha <laughs> ha funny and I used to recite the part where you know when he was in the studio by himself and he was talking to the dinosaurs like the little toy dinosaurs I used to rewind that and then recite it and then remember the parts oh yeah <laughs> Get on my mom's nerves, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> dinosaurus time. It's a dinosaur. Dinosaurus time. Yeah, and then I see him as an adult. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is about divorce. And it's kind of serious. Yeah, the links a father would go through, and the links that a father would go through, right? It came out in the eighties, called the Alias, Mrs. Doubtfire, I believe the name of it is. So it's kind of similar to the book, but with some creative liberties to it as well. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about this when you asked me about the top ten Robin Williams movies. It's kind of like those movies, you know, Robin Williams, like cross dressing, um, and then you have Inside Out. It kinda opened the culture up or pro- propelled us to where we are now where uh, you know, gay characters are acceptable. Um Yeah, like LGBT movies are right. uh, more LGBTQ, I don't want to leave anybody out, plus movies are um, more acceptable, and I feel like like movies like Mrs. Doubtfire (laughs) and and Inside Out kind of paved the way. Most definitely, and then don't forget that one too, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but if you think about it, Two One Food, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar also did that too. And Robin Williams was actually in that movie. Yeah, his name is my actually name he too. played. Yeah, he was a car salesman. <laughs> his name was John Jacob Jingerheimer Smith. Named two. 
<laughs> you can, you know what? Even they were even questioning it. You know, you can flash to his dog. I don't think I want to see that movie. Oh, it was good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. But yeah, I I like um, it was good Mrs. though. Doubtfire. It was really good. Um, actually, it, but uh, I saw it this past week too, just to refresh my memory of everything. Um, but yeah, I like I say I liked it. It was great. You got your drama with Sally Fields. Um, and it's, it kind of helped him, Robin Williams' character, understand what he did wrong in the marriage for it to fall apart. You know, he was selfish and consumed with himself and the kids. And it's like they, both of them kind of lost the love they had for each other in the beginning. But it also shows poor communication skills in their marriage as well. Yeah. Right, because he didn't listen. Yes. Especially the part. My favorite part in that movie is the House of Pain song with Jump Around, and they have the party in the house. Yeah, and, and like, Miranda comes home on? and goes, like, "Yo, yo, yo, what's honey, up?" I just thought you we were having a party in the house. Four hours. And then she said, "You know, I try to do something sensible. I bring a cake, and then you bring home the whole zoo, and y'all are trying to outdo me with these children." And they like you more than me. And you you see, you see that on the screen. And you're like, wow, that's powerful. But that's how it was in the book, too. I think the book was a children's book. Um, I think it was British. It really is. I think it was children's book. But it, yeah, it, that's a children's something book? like that. But it talked about like divorce yeah. with parents. Or Scottish. Okay, yeah. It talked about like divorce. I think it's uh, parents divorce. I want to say Scottish. And children, yep. how they're going to handle it. So you see all that in the movie as well. Cool. Awesome. We're almost finished, everybody. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number two. Oh, my goodness. Okay, 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 okay. Get it together, Timothy. Let's Get see number two. Um, oh man, I need like a bunch of honorable mentions before I say number two. So, uh, a couple quick honorable mentions would be one hour photo, uh, and insomnia because <laughs> that shows the serious side of Robin Williams, um, acting. And in one hour photo, he just plays this creepy old photo lab technician, um. Oh really? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was creepy, but that's he, actually my number you know, nine. <laughs> he was obsessed with this lady's yeah. photos, and anyway, I'm not going. Yeah, and the family, and then right. it was that one creepy scene where he found and the family, the family, and the couple was in a room, and he was like, "You know, you're cheating on your wife. I followed you." And he's like, "How did?" He's like, "Take your clothes off. Take your clothes off." I was like, "Ugh." Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was, was weird. Uh, and then um, Insomnia with Alfred. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, they're trying to solve a murder of a, a small town murder in a re- remote place like Alaska somewhere. I don't know where they were. But um, yeah, and Robin Williams was a suspect and Al Pacino, he just wasn't getting any sleep, aka Insomnia. <laughs> 
Because he's like, who did this? Who did this? And then you think, is it Robin Williams or is it not Robin Williams? <laughs> what is this guy doing? He's very suspicious. So anyway, those are my honorable mentions. And number two, I feel like I should have a drum roll. <clears throat> um, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, Birdcage. Be number two for me. You're welcome. It is. I love that movie. And like we were just talking about with Inside that Out. That is really Earth underrated. Two opens everything up to LGBTQ and... plus movies that we have out now. <laughs> right. And I thought Jane Hackman and yeah, him did a really um, good job. And then also, too, you also have the guy who played the voice no, of no, Timon um, and Pumbaa. Or Timon. Oh, uh, Nathan Lane, Robbins, right? Tim Robbins, I think. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. God, what's his name? Yeah. He, well, you know, you Nathan, were close. Yep, that's he did it. play Nathan one of Lane. characters. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, yeah, I liked um, Birdcage. You know, you see the <laughs> differences of, you know, kids who come from gay parents. And then you see like <clears throat> intermarriage in in the sense of religion, like you know, and political. Yeah, like her dad was a conservative politician, and she was and marrying this guy whose dad was a drag queen. <clears throat> so and who was gay. Um, so you know that you have conservatism versus. I don't know what they would be like. Right. Liberal, like not moderate, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say a little bit of liberal, I want to say. Because because the way I see it is this. Like, if you have, if you're, I don't mean to get into political or anything like that, but mm-hmm. usually I see conservatives as more of your people that are against gay marriage and stuff like that and then you have your liberals who are democratics which I'm in the middle of both you know I'm independent but anyways you have the other side that's more of the um, gay rights activists you also have people that are and for I being dem- for democrats and stuff like that so I'm, leaning more <laughs> I'm too, to, uh, I'm too much for one party so I'm just like okay well whatever right <laughs> But like I say, right. Well, I'm in the middle, though. I, like, when I say I lean more towards that end, I mean, like, as in the fact that that's the side that actually leans more towards mm-hmm. uh, your gay rights oh, activists okay. and cool. also LGBTQ, uh, LGBT yeah. communities yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, I think there... That's the difference between the two parties. Hard. That's the way we, I always thought. You don't thought. mean to go into CNN or Fox News or whatever. But it's kind of hard because there are some conservatives who who have a bit of like liberal views. Um, so I think all the parties are pretty much fragmented, and um, it's kind of hard to say this conservative person believes this, this democratic person believes this, this right. independent person, blah blah blah. You know. But anyway, birdcage. So <laughs> Gene Hackman as a woman was horrible. Right. Um, <laughs> <hello. laughs> um, I don't know. What's this? Yeah, he looked worse than Wesley Snipes. I'm going to be honest. I never need to do that again. Ugh. 
terrible. But yeah, that was the birdcage. Um, <laughs> please check it out. <laughs> um, My I first think scene. when they What's were one of your favorite for scenes play, in the birdcage? And then Robin Williams was trying to direct his um, husband, Nathan Lane. And he was like, no, you got to do like Marsha Clark, Marsha Clark, Madonna, 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 Madonna. Yeah. Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. I was like, what is... <laughs> then he was just like going Madonna. all over the place. He was basically telling his husband, <laughs> you know, uh, you need to be a little bit more dramatic and give it a little bit more flair in your performance. Because they own a drag club, right? Yeah, they own the show and they lived above the, um, the club. So sure. it was like a Miami right. apartment and they lived above the club. So the conservative, um, right. Her dad was in the middle of yep. some kind of scandal, blah, blah, blah. Um, they wanted to go meet the parents. Um, of course, you know, they were against gay marriage. So they came up with this idea that the, one of the husbands had to dress up as a woman and uh, kind of do this farce of a, a normal, traditional family to appease the senator and make him comfortable so that she can get her blessing from her dad to marry their son. I think I summed that up, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's actually right. My favorite scene is this, and is this part. It's like when Robin Williams <laughs> is trying that. to teach his wife how to do the butter. Men smear their bread, their bagel. We smear it. <laughs> we don't dip, we don't... Uh, I forgot, uh, but what's I, the word I that he used when he, he was said, over there sprinkling the like, butter oh, onto the, the uh, bagel? He's like, no, it's okay. He was okay. just dipping it in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and he's like, yeah. And then it's man, okay because you don't give a shit. You're a man. Yeah, man. Wow, you don't like John do that. Wayne. You're a man. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Audi. Audi. Yeah. Like hi, I don't. How you doing, partner? Howdy. Howdy, partner. And then his real, <laughs> then his mom, his biological mom showed up <laughs> to the party late. Because she was going to yeah. fill the role as the mom. Um, but she was late in Miami traffic. And yeah, and then the whole plan just fell apart right. from there. <laughs> oh. All right. Here we go, everybody. Number one, <laughs> Awakening for me. So what's your number movie. one? <laughs> it stars, of course, Robin Williams. But also Robert De Niro, and it was based off a true story. Um, trying to get it, I think Robin Williams played a psychologist in a. Well, I'm trying to read it actually. Okay, so I'm just gonna do the gist of it. So Robin Williams plays a like a psychologist in a psych ward, you know, and he 
came up with this drug that would take comatose patients or patients who had uh, some type of syndrome. It would take them out of that state where they would be awakened. See? <laughs> they would be awakened all, oh, yeah, um, out of that state into what into the state they were previously, you know. So he meets Robert De Niro's character, who is one of these patients in that state, in a sense, um, where he was paralyzed and he couldn't really move his his limbs too much or function as well. Um, And he started this new medicine, you know, it's like a drug experiment. And he started to kind of just talk like his normal self. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that. So there's some politics in that as well. Um, You know, you got experimental treatments, um, Parkinson's, yeah, food and drug, um, just discrimination. um, Food and drug. People who have Parkinson's or other disabilities. Um, And then you have like the board of health and Robin Williams character was like you know hey we got to do more experimental drugs and they're like we gave you enough money that's okay shut this thing down and he's like these patients are coming back to life you know it's working and you know he's like no it's not working so they abandoned the project and all the patients went who were coming alive like themselves um, they went back to their normal comatose state and it was really sad because before they were talking, you know, they were kind of trapped in the, where they were before. Like they thought it was 1940s, but it was the 80s. So that was the last time that they like, were themselves before this disease but, took over their mind. So it's kind of like having, it was kind of like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's in a sense. So this drug brought them back to where they were before. All the disease took over, and once they abandoned this whole project and they wouldn't fund um, Robin Williams' um, treatments like the experimental treatments he had did, once they wouldn't fund that anymore, all the patients went back to the comatose state that they were in before, and it was really sad. Like the project got abandoned. Um, state. There were side effects for the medication, um, but yeah, I I really like the movies. It was really deep. Yeah, I might have to check it out because that's actually one movie I didn't see, and I didn't see Insomnia. Yeah, I've been I, wanting to see and it. I think I remember that. So, those two are going to be on my radar. Robert Definitely. De Niro went to get in that. Um, to do research. Oh. I think he went to a psych ward or he hung out with patients to make sure he had like all the mannerisms right for being in that um state. Um there is a specific right. disease that they mention in the movie, but I can't think of it right now. But um it's it's based off a of, uh what we call it, memoir. Um, of the same title, like Awakenings. So it's based off a true story. I just 
can't remember the like a memoir. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, the disease. But it, um, I. But it, it is Parkinson's. Okay. Disease. Okay. Yeah. So is that? It's actually Parkinson's. Um, I have. A, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you got that going. I'll on. Dope up. So yep. that was my number one, and I've seen it like countless times, but it's been a few years <laughs> now. So. All right. All right. Um, I seen I, that. I just want to go on here and it's say this. It's been a while, too. but yeah, I remember I don't know if you ever one. saw this movie, Father's Day, with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Yeah, and of course, okay. I've got Patch I wasn't sure if you saw that or not, because me. I think that's also an underrated... Uh, Burn her at the film. stake. <laughs> I, don't worry, yeah. I got that for you. I already... <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Patch Adams was such a good movie, a doctor, though. Right? I mean... And um, he's helping um, cancer patients, like through the medicine of laughter. So it's kind of interesting his choices, um, right? Like the politics of healthcare, right? Right. Really? And he's also played a doctor in nine months. Yeah, that's the one where with Hugh Grant. No way. Oh, I'm getting it mixed up. Which one yeah, is the you didn't one see that movie where no? Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant? Okay, yeah. <laughs> they probably came out around the same time. That's what I'm like. Oh, that's Junior. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> but no. Okay. Uh, this was 97 or 98, I think, with nine months. I'm not sure. But, or 96. I can't remember. But nine months is where Hugh Grant winds up knocking off his girlfriend. And so they have to go and find out what she's having, oh, you know, boy. find out about the pregnancy and everything else. And Robin Williams happens <laughs> to be the doctor that's going to be delivering the baby. <laughs> and he's actually playing a Russian doctor. And <laughs> he looked at vital signs <laughs> for, a, for a vet, like for an animal. Like he goes, <laughs> like he actually guesstimated oh. how uh, what just gonna be half the baby, and it was actually the wrong thing that he was actually guess, <laughs> guesstimating. Oh. It was supposed to be for an animal instead of her. Because clearly, you're not an animal. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, you know how uh, they actually have the thing for the legs where it gets where the woman can spread her legs to get the baby out and everything and to look in. Mm-hmm. Well. You know how it's like an automatic thing where at that time they like had the automatic tables where it goes up and down. Well, oh, he had that boy. thing going up and down, oh. back and forth, and then finally got it to lay down. He goes, Okay, get the up, yeah, please, run <laughs> fast as you can. And then they oh. and Hugh Grant looks at her and he goes, He goes, Run, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he's actually the doctor who has to deliver the baby. Oh. Oh and the part it's got Tom Arnold in it it's got Joan Cusack it's got Jeff Goldblum in it yeah and it's then got, watch Junior too for no reason at all it's, it's a real good movie if you haven't seen it I strongly recommend <laughs> that you check it out even though Robin Williams <laughs> I'm pregnant Junior <laughs> oh. put the cookie down oh um, 
Uh, get other, to the chopper. I guess we're doing honorable, I'm honorable mentionings. But Jacob the Liar. But yeah. It's pretty good. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's oh, set that during was, the Holocaust. That was really good. Um, I actually watched it in my world history class. The war is ending. Um, Jacob the Liar, yeah. of course, with the best intentions, he comes up with these fantastical tales of how the the war is ending, you know, to keep everybody's spirits up. Um, but of course, he gets killed off because the Germans at that time didn't want anybody to have hope or whatever. So they killed him to stop the rumors. So it's it's a really good and right. deep movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Not Night at the Museum. Definitely. Fisher King. I haven't seen but, Fisher King. Have you? Let's see here. Where? Uh, right. <laughs> yes. No, I haven't seen that one. But I think that's going to be about it. Uh-oh. All right. Yeah. Basically, okay, we're okay. already right. going past the marker a little bit. Yeah, because of the anchor. <laughs> so, I just want to say, this has been a blast doing our top 10 list with Robin Williams, talking about a Yay. few trailers, doing a couple of reviews and everything. And as always, it's just awesome to have you as a co-host and everything cool. I appreciate for the it. channel. And also writing for, for the stories as well, for WordPress as well. So... Anytime, you're welcome. And of course, you can both find us on Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite. You can find us on, well, Bye. you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all that.